0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, April 22, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book chapter six and we are at page 74, paragraph two. Today's readers are Julie R, Karen M, and Devora S. The reference number for Tuesday, April 21st is 7493. That's seven, four, nine, three. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting for our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Steps.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. recovered for today from Philadelphia area. The 12 Steps. only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Anita. I will
2: now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 traditions. Please press
3: star one to unmute, Nancy. Thank you. I was talking. This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin, a recovering compulsive overeater. Can you hear me okay now? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. In loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience, our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. radio, film, television, and other public media communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me do this service that I pass.
0: Thank you, Cindy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 74 paragraph two. I will ask Julie R. to begin reading.
1: Hi, this is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. Notwithstanding the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone it may be one and so situated that there is no suitable person available. If that is so, the step may be postponed only, however, if we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the first opportunity. We say this because we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that he be able to give confidence that he fully understands and approve what we are doing and that he will not try to change our plan. We must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone. When we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have written inventory, and we are prepared for a long talk. We explain to our partner what we are about to do and why we have to do it. He should realize that we are engaged upon a life-and-death errand. Most people approached this way will be glad to help. They will be honored by our confidence. Again, I'm Julie R., Recovered in California and these two paragraphs explain you know why we have to do this and why we have to do it fast i was fortunate enough to be able to find someone within the rooms that i had a a relationship with that i could have know that they were going to keep my confidence i was about to tell these people things that i had never told anyone else and those are the things that i would keep on returning to the food for So it's so important that we find that right person because if I keep those things in me, those I'm going to eat again because I eat because I can't live. I don't know how to live. And um, what's important for me is that we waste no time. You finish the inventory. You give it away within a week. We don't wait for months and months. And that is a life and death errand. I was dying even though I was abstinent. I was still in a race. You know, I was a race if I was going to pick up that food or not because I hadn't had my spiritual experience. I just had all this stuff I had written about. You know, the childhood traumas, the early adult traumas, recent, you know, things that I had done to hurt people, um, my dishonesties, my indiscretions. I mean, they were right in the back of my head. And my disease loves that because I don't want to feel the shame, the guilt, so I'll eat. So for me, it was... um, mine was done in a couple of day period and I immediately went into the next step as soon as we finished my fifth. It was boom, 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 because we don't wait. But it's um it's something that I've had experience with waiting on the first couple of times when I was um, away and I could never remain abstinent. I could never have emotional sobriety because I just kept on writing this huge novel and I never was able to give it away. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Julie. Who would like to... Sh- Charles H. Who would like... Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh,
4: Kim, Ronnie. Charles- not M. This is Bella. Can I share? Okay. Wait, just one second. Wait a second. Wait a
0: second. Wait a second. Sorry. Charles H. I got Charles H., Kim, G. Was it Lonnie?
5: Ronnie, yeah,
0: thanks. Oh, Ronnie, I'm sorry. Um, Matt M. Vasa. Thank you. Sally. Sally. That's as long a line as we can have at this time. So we have Charles H., Kim G., Ronnie, I don't know what, Bella, Matt M., Vasa O., and Sally A.
2: Thank you. Charles H. You're... Thank you very much for your service. Yeah, I was waiting for the cue because I, you know. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Um. My name. Good morning, uh, visionaries. My name is Charles H. a cover visionaries just for today, and uh, yeah, you got to be quick when the big book you went, you know, when it's you know it spoke to me this morning. Um, and I just want to drill down on a life and death, errand. You know, thank you, God. Right. For, for, for the vision, and, and, and I want to uh, big up Sally, right? You know, top of page 18 in a big book. No one would care if it, it, no one cares, ha, has feelings for, for the alcoholic. But thank you, God, for the vision that I know that I got stage four terminal cancer as far as my disease is concerned, right? My eating disorder is concerned. Thank you, God, and I'm here for the treatment, right? Like um expeditiously quick and fast. You know, I, I, I need to I need to take that pill right quick for this thing I got every single day. Thank you God for the willingness, the courage, the vigilance, Father God. Thank you, God, for this vision, right? these new pair of glasses that at twelve oh one it gets dirty. So in the morning when I get up, I give him thanks, right, for waking me up and, 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 and thank you for this call or any meeting that that's discussing the big book um, for for, for, for for my pill, right? So I need to do this real quick, man, quick and fast in a hurry. It's life and death. It's life and death. You know, people are dying between four and five, man, not even getting a chance to get to, to six and seven. They're dying. This, this thing needs to be done fast. Ebby told Bill that it, he recovered in two months, right? And, and, like, we keep on going through this process, man. There's no graduation up in here. We come up in here, we do some step work. We hold somebody else's hand, and we do the step again. We get them through the step. We encourage them to get some other people through the steps. We keep taking people through the steps. And while we take them through the steps, we're going through the steps again because they're going through some stuff. They're telling us about some stuff. They trust us. I, listen, where I'm at, man, I don't know, man. I, I'm just closed minded on it. The sponsor that I got, I trust. And, you know, maybe God will give me an opening right? And it just ain't there yet. Like the sponsor, thank God for the sponsor that I have chosen. Um, we going all the way 1 through one through 12 every single time. Every every couple of months we going through it. I need to be recovered for some things, right? Because I'm recovered for the day and I get a bright idea at 12.01 so I need to get up and, 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 and take my pill, my terminal stage 4 cancer. And with that, I pass. Thanks for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you. Kim G., your turn. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from South Jersey. When we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have written an inventory, and we are prepared for a long talk. You know, the, the big book is really creating a crisis. It's creating a crisis with all this information that we are doomed to go into this vicious cycle of the doctor's opinion if we don't get an entire psychic change you know the big book never says to us don't drink don't drink what the big book is saying over and over again is you're going to drink you're going to drink you're going to drink because we're holding our breath underwater so why are we going to waste time I think many people get caught up in, in trying to have this perfect fourth step the word pharaoh is not about volume the word pharaoh is about did you follow the directions? And if you follow the directions, we've got to get rid of this properly and without regret. You know, I remember being in a text conversation with someone and I told them that the people that I work with are in their fourth step for like seven to ten days. And she's like, she kept texting me, are you serious? Are you serious? She's like, I've been working on my fourth step for three years. And I said, have you been abstinent? She goes, oh, no, I can't stay abstinent. I said, well, think about that. We're staying in our fourth step. We are dredging up all the reasons that we eat. Of course we're not going to stay active if we drag it out. We are in a race against our minds. So one of the things, and this is for me personally, what I do is when, we, when I start those fourth step instructions, we make an appointment for step five right there in a week to ten days. Why? Because this is not a comfortable process. But at least if we know that on this date that I can hold my breath underwater, that I have them get this list done, because I don't know about you. In school, if I was given a, a week, a, a month, or a semester to do a, a, a book report, I always did it the night before. So having that, that deadline was very important to me. And we know how long we're going to have to be uncomfortable, and we are not going to waste time because we are going to eat again. And the last thing I'm going to say is we have a written inventory and we prepared for a long talk. One of the trends I see often now is people are piecemealing their fourth step well, it's just too emotional. I'm going to do three or four resentments and then I'm going to give it away. I'm going to do three or four resentments and I'm going to give it away. Well, I know for me personally, what happens with that is I get invested in the story. I get invested in my resentment. I get invested in my fear. I get invested in my sex conduct. And as someone who hears the fifth step, it's very difficult to see the patterns from only getting glimpses into the person's life story. So I think it's essential that we have to do this according to the directions. Because the closer we do these directions according to the big book, the more the promises are going to come true. And I hear so often there's a thousand ways to do this, not according to the big book. And really, if this is a life and death, Aaron, why are we going to take the chance to do people's opinions and what I want to do when this big book hasn't needed to be changed in almost 80 years? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Ronnie, it's your turn.
6: Uh, Thank you. Uh, Good morning. This is Ronnie from uh, Pennsylvania. Um, At the bottom of 74, it says, it's important that he be able to keep a confidence, that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan. Um, But we must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone. Um, You know, what the book is telling us here is that we have permission to exercise discretion in who we talk to. And um, you know, early in program, I mean years ago i I would fully disclose to people uh, i to me, if they were in the rooms, that was good enough, and I would fully disclose to people um, thinking I was you know opening up, giving over, sharing with another person, and oftentimes what I would get back was a whole lot of empathy, but not um not sort of good, hard-headed yet soft hearted program, you know um but but we were all we were all blindly leading the blind um, um all of us together, and you know this time around um i mean i'm I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and um you know, I really do see the power and the importance and how critical it is to choose our people wisely, you know, I think an awful lot of us are very sensitive people, we're like sponges, and we can very easily pick up what's, you know, pick up on the vibe of people around us. And, um, you know, we have to be careful, especially in the beginning. You know, when we're doing a four-step, that is a very tender spot. So, you know, it's important to have someone who who sees the enormity of that and who respects it and who, even in that moment, maybe will have more respect for the path we're on than we even have because we're we're so in it that we we can't even get sometimes until we're at step 12, the magnitude of what we did and how far we've come. And, um, you know, where where this has application in my own life, too, is that, you know, I've actually become much more judicious with, with who I talk to in general, you know. Um, you know, I can protect some of those things about me that I feel are still kind of tender, and I'm trying to work them out. And, um, you know, I can discuss them with my higher power, but I can also look for people who, who will be judicious and wise and respectful, and, and it's, you know, and it's okay. It's okay for us to honor how important this path is. And, you know, I've got some people in my life who appear to me to be compulsive overeaters. I don't take a story, but it looks that way. And, um, I don't really talk to them about program anymore, because when I do, um, they try to talk me out of it. And I, you know, I'm just not interested. I'm not interested. Um. I might still sort of talk around it a little bit, but I don't have to give them the whole spiel. Um and and I can be judicious with that and, and, and while while leaving while leaving it open to God, you know, saying a prayer, all right, God, if I'm supposed to say something here, please give me the words to do it. Um and and trust, and just trust. But it's okay for us to be judicious and the more in line we are with the program, the more unblocked we are so that we're hearing what God wants for us the more our actions will actually be of God, and and, and then we don't even have to worry. Uh, so um, anyway, this is a beautiful step, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
7: Thank you so
0: much, Ronnie. Bella, your turn.
4: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Only, however, if wow, such wonderful readings today, and yes, it reminds me. Before the program, I was always a person with feelings, but really, I didn't know what to do with them, especially with those uncomfortable feelings: the fear, the nerves, the the blame, the judge. I didn't know what to do with this. So and. You know, I've always felt guilty why I feel those feelings. So I ran right away to the food. Thank you, God, that now in the program I have the tools how to deal with my feelings, to respect my feelings, to respect the way I feel, but not to stay there. Now in the program, thank you, God, I have the tools what to do with my feelings. I have a solution not to feel guilty. And this is step five. It gives me so many options what to do with step five. Yes, it's not comfortable. It's maybe a little scary. You know, it's, again, to show that I am a people pleaser. So what the person that I choose to share with, what he will He will do what he will say now about me, not to show that I am perfect. You see, I did mistakes in my past. And special, yes, I have a fear, you know, what now people will think. And a fear of myself, wow, I did so many bad things, how can can it be? So it gives me the opportunity, yes. You are allowed to feel this way. I am human, and I can feel this way, but don't stay there. There is always a solution, and now I am not coming with my power. Now I remember, step one, I am powerless. Step two, there is a higher power. Step three, God is the higher loving, accepting power. So yes, it's maybe in the beginning not not comfortable, But thank you, God, that I choose my sponsor, that she is my friend, and I trust her because I trust God, and I know that God trusts me. And it's wonderful to be able to feel my feelings and to live. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. And next is Matt M. Hi. Can you
0: hear me, Katie? Yes,
8: we can. Hi, this is Matt i I'm a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. I have to say that because um this is on the big book, not other pieces of literature, but I read something I said to myself, as I wake up every day, do I say to myself so so many times I'm a compulsive overeater that wants its meaning for me? I have this disease. It is a disease of isolation, a disease of uh um deadly deadly earnestness, just like someone shared before. I'm in the fourth step right now, and um, this is about being rigorously honest, not caring what other people think of me in, in or out of the room, because if I'm not honest with myself, then I have nothing, and my higher power can't help me. This is a very painful process I'm seeing here, and uh, this is the first time I've actually worked it the way I match my eyes are opened. I'm not numbed out like I've, been, like I've been in the other times I've done the fourth step. And um, it really is. I, when I heard somebody share, somebody was on her fourth step for three years, someone shared a friend of theirs, that's agony. It really is. This is so raw. It's like it, it's like taking salt and throwing it in an open wound and then pouring vinegar on it and saying, how does it feel? Feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. And it's a very painful process and I'm finally done I'm finally done screwing around. You know, I, I had a long talk with my sponsor last night and I'm fella lawyer. And um I do need more help than all has to offer. I'm going to use all the resources available to me, the big book and my sponsor and my fellows, but I do need also, uh, besides with all this, that stuff that's coming up out of me, almost like dredging up, like dredging up the bottom of a well, I'm getting the help I need as well, because you know why? This, this really is a deadly, I finally see that this, this disease will kill me. It will kill me. It want, it'll, it'll take me miserable kicking and screaming first, that it will put me two feet in the ground and, and, and buried, completely buried, and uh, I am one of those cases. I have finally conceded. I am one of those 100 men and women, alcoholics when it comes to food. I am low bottom of the barrel, low bottom of the barrel. And my oh, my ultimate bottom for me is to die. And you know what? No. My life is worth living and I'm worth being here for, for myself and countless others. I want to help others, but I got to help myself first. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt. Okay, Basa, your turn.
9: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And and I'm VASA, O Recover Compulsive Overeater, calling from Florida. And I was encouraged when I came around uh, the big book. uh, I would uh, go back into the food if I didn't do the steps the way way they're laid out. And I chose to live, not to die. So I took that suggestion, even if it was scary for me to go and tell everybody about, you know, about my life, what happens. I went way, way back from my childhood years. And, uh, it, yes, there was a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of embarrassing things that I shared with. And the first one I did with a, with a counselor because I felt there was that was a safe place for me to do. And, uh, again, I went to another counselor before I came to the second one and he was Greek, and that's all we talked about, food. He was one of us, you know. And I remember getting frustrated and angry because I was not there to talk about the food. I was there to talk about my fourth step. And finally, I just left, you know, and I found somebody else. So grateful. And it seemed like a male, you know. It was a male person. And that was also extra scary for me to go and to a male counselor. But you know it took a while before we developed a, a relationship before I could really start work. As a matter of fact, he would say to me, when you're ready, you, it will, you will, when you're ready. And as a matter of fact, when we're into the sex part, He said to me, you know, if you don't feel comfortable sharing that with me, it's okay. Maybe you can share it with somebody else, you know. And that made me feel even I wanted to share more with him. So it was just amazing. But I did choose a counselor for the first time, and that really worked out good. And then I chose to do it the way it's laid out by the big book, you know, the way it's laid out here. And that was awesome. And I did that with a a woman, a female, and that took about nine months. And I'm not saying I was not embarrassed or I was not afraid just to lay everything out there, but I knew how important it was for me to continue with the steps. It's live or die, Vasa. I chose to live and to do this work. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Okay,
0: thank you, Vasa. Sally A., you're up. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, and vision for you. It's Sally Ains, South Jersey Recovered Compulsible Um, Thanks for letting me share. Okay, so, um, of course, a lot has been said. A lot of great things have been said. And what I wanted to focus in for, um, for myself here is the bottom of page 74, where it says, we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that he is able to keep a confidence, that he fully understands and approves what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan, and it goes on and on. But I want to hone in on this. We are very anxious, and a lot of people were like me, anxious about getting to step four. And why was I anxious? I want you to know I was not anxious because I didn't want to do it. I was anxious because I was afraid I wouldn't do it right. I wanted to desperately do it right because I wanted to get well. And so if you're anything like me, let me say, You've got to think of it like this. You are about to get out of prison. If you're anything like me, you lived in a life of being in prison. You're like the monkey that had your hand in the jar, in the glass jar, and you had your hand on, not a peanut, oh no, it was a fist of cookies. And my hand was tightly wound around the cookies. And I couldn't shake the jar off. And I wanted desperately to get free of that jar. And finally, I, just, I wanted to smash the jar. I was so desperate to get free. Now, picture yourself getting out of prison. Okay, you've got the prison garb on. You're running for your life. You come to a swamp. The FBI is after you. There's helicopters in the air. There's boats in the water. You come to this big swamp. There's ugly trees all around you. And you know you've got to get in the water because you want to get free. And that's what it's like to do step five. You've got to get in the water. You've got to get in the swamp. And you got to get out. And that's why it's important to do your step four writing. Do it like Kim said. Write it quickly. Set up a date. And the day you decide to start that step four, set up the date where you're going to meet with your sponsor because you got to give it away because you got to get in the swamp. you got to get out of the swamp. There's muskrats in the swamp. There's snakes in the swamp. There's leeches in the swamp. So you've got to get out. What are you talking about, Sally? I'm talking about the fact that you're going to purge your mind of all the marvels. All the things that you were getting numb over, the things that were leading you to say, "I can't take it. I can't take myself. I can't take this feeling of being, of having all these marbles floating around in my head that are that are obsessive thinking because of the mental twist of our thinking," and they're now going to be laid on the table. And that's the beauty of step five is that we are we're doing this. Remember, it's our grosser handicaps that we're looking at. It's like it's like going in the backyard and you're raking the leaves, and you, you can't pick up every leaf in the fall when you're raking the leaves. The first pass, you don't do it perfectly because step 10 is where you go back and you capture all these little leaves that are floating around in the backyard. But the first pass, you're picking up all the leaves you can, and you, it's the grosser amount of leaves as you rake the leaves. And that's what we're doing. We're doing the marbles that are rolling around on top of your desk. You're not going to reach into every nook and canny of every draw but you want to get the marbles rolling around on your desk and look at them and write them down, and you want to give them away. Get in the swamp. Get out of the swamp. Thanks for letting me share with that. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Sally. And is there anybody else? Uh, We'll take a couple more shares on these. Sally, Joanne Joanne M.
10: Melissa C. This is Rochelle. I can share. Joanne M.
0: Joanne M. Rochelle Carol, Carol G W. Melissa C. Carol G. Uh, yes, I got, okay, Rachel I have. Rachel W. Okay, let me tell you who I have. I have something Joe. I'm sorry, I didn't write it down right. Something Rachel W., Carol G., Melissa C., and I think I heard.
10: I heard other people. Sorry. I, I don't know if that was Rachel W., if it was. that I, I this is Oh,
0: Rochelle. Sarah W., did I, oh, Ra- Roche- Rachel W.,
10: oh,
11: Rochelle,
0: Rachel W.,
11: it was Joanne M.,
0: oh, Joanne M., thank you, okay, you'll be oh. first, then Rachel W., then Carol G., then Melissa C., and then was it Sarah W.,
10: okay, so this is Rochelle, I think I was one of the first, but I'm not sure you're confusing me with Rachel W., so, Okay, Rochelle, why don't
0: we uh, start with you? Thank you. We'll have Rochelle, Joanne M., Rachel W., Carol G., Melissa C. And I don't know about Sarah W., I thought I heard her. Anyway, go ahead, please, Rochelle.
10: Okay, hey, good morning, everybody. This is Rochelle, recovered in Baltimore. And this is such a marvelous uh, experience for me because I had been doing spring cleaning and uh, I run a home business and I have been doing an inventory And I have all these things, the boxes of things that I forgot all about, and they're in the corners, and they're here and they're there, and they clutter up my office and other rooms. And I made an appointment. I made an appointment to have somebody come in who's going to look it over and tell me where I'm misusing my space. And that is so analogous to um, not not only doing the fourth step, but having, you know, it uh, it was advised earlier to have a date when you're going to give this over and you're going to make a clean sweep of it well that's what i'm doing literally and it's such a freeing experience and even while i was waiting to uh to get onto this this uh sharing process i turn the fan on and open the windows and now i have this beautiful cool air running through my home and it's just gonna get rid of that dust because i don't just want the big boxes of stuff that were obvious but were in the way but also those little specks of dust that have been keeping me backwards and holding me back and um, somehow, to me, this is all connected to feeling free and doing the fourth step and giving it over and getting my fifth step done and just making sure that what I have in my inventory are things that work for me and help me do uh, do what my higher power expects from me. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. And next we'll have Joanne M.
11: Um good morning um this is Joanne M from Austin, Texas and thank you, everyone. I'm fairly new to the meeting but i I just wanted to say that yes, fourth step was difficult fifth step might have been, but by the time I started to see my own patterns, I got so excited and when I got to my part in the last column, I knew it was going to be life changing, so I was really anxious to share it what I learned with um with the sponsor and and true to true to the fact it relieved me of of resentments i had with my parents um that had tormented me for years because i could never see <clears throat> my part in it i could i i don't even think i brought myself to thinking even about my part i was so um talked up in what had been done to me that it was there was such freedom in seeing my part in it because as i saw in the first 3 steps i had control issues and um if i try to control everyone else i i'm not going to make a bit of of effort not, no not one bit of change, but when I realize that I'm the only person I can change, that's so empowering to me because i can make I can make life changing changes there, and that was powerful and I also want to say about the fifth step that um some of the people have shared i've been fortunate enough to hear fifth steps, and I never remember any of the ugliness because I share my own as we're going along, and we're human, and it's not all that different actually. Um, there really hasn't been anything that's really surprised me. And the minute we're done, I'm just so grateful that, uh, for the trust that I had that I only see the joy in the people and the blessings in them, and I've never remembered any of the garbage, and I just remember the camaraderie that it brought um, and the closeness it brought and the trusting relationships that it brought. So this step is a real miracle as well. So thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you. Okay, and next we'll have Rachel W., Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service and good morning, everyone. I wanted to just um focus in on um the sentence it is important that he be able to keep a confidence, that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan, but we must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone. So I've I've definitely did that. I did use um I I did get caught up in who who the person should be and what the pro, you know, how to do it. I use that as an excuse um, definitely to, post, to postpone and to freeze any sort of, of potential recovery. Um, so I had to get beyond that. But what I wanted to focus in here is um, that he will not try to change our plan. You know, that, that sends me spinning. You know, my plan, you know, I, I did it. I, I wanted to do it my way. You know, my way would be to consult the committee of my own handpicked members who are tasked with the mission to keep me unconscious and unaware of the realities and the truths that I, I really needed to look at. So, you know, I, I I knew exactly who I could go to to get certain kinds of advice. You know, people who would tell me, oh, you know, you don't really need this twelve-step program, or, um, you know, why go that far back? You know, it's over, and you don't need to really process it. Like, what 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 what's the point in doing all this deeper work? You know, and um, I can go to those people, and they'll they'll, they'll tell me, you know, that I don't have to do it, or or those people who will tell me, you know, why why can't you just eat this, you know, your weight's down, and go ahead, you know, so what, you know, to to just, you know, focus in on that it's our plan, not my plan, you know, my plan would send me back, straight back into the food and into disaster, you know, the plan here is to, to have my target established before the arrow is released, so I, I need to, no, exactly. You know, the point here is, and the point in all of it is, um, a closeness with my Creator. You know, a relationship with God that I can, you know, walk in this world and be able to look any human being in the eye. And what I've noticed every step of the way in this process, and at any any time that I've ever wanted to have more authenticity in my life, um, God has opened up opportunities that I didn't know that they were, were there. And so. You know, anyone coming up to this point and saying, well, you know, I wonder who it should be. Well, the, the way I've seen it, the way my life has worked out is anytime I've wanted better or more, more, you know, spiritual, emotional growth, um, it, it's a sign that the the people that need to be the conduit from God to bring it to me are already in my life. I need to just open my eyes and become willing to be honest and to see you know, well, where are they now? And, that, and that's how I live now. You know, when I felt, when I sense that I've, I've come to a certain point, I just kind of look around to notice. Okay, who's in my life now that, that's going to bring this in? And um, so this process has been so miraculous for me, and uh, you know, I'm really, so grateful to be here, and I'm grateful for all of you on the line. Thank you. Thank you so much. And next is Carol G.
12: Thank you, Katie. It's Carol G. Recovered in England. What a lovely meeting. I just want to consider for a moment taking the focus off the person completely. Uh, My sponsor was a loving witness. Um, Who am I really actually reading this step five out to? I was reading it out to my higher power. The power that changed me from this insane person who was always in the food. And it's funny because when I came to inventory, I just completely fell silent. I rationalized, well, God knows my heart, God knows what I'm thinking, surely I don't have to tell him everything. Um, but this time around, I just let it all out. I did I have to lose. And um, My sponsor didn't change my plan. She recognized that she was a human power. She stepped aside and let the higher power of my understanding walk right up and shake my hand. And she kind of sat in silence, which shocked me. And it gave me center stage for the very, very last time because I'm an actor. I'm an actor trying to run the show. And when, when I actually came to this part of the, the step process, I didn't think there was going to be somebody waiting in the wings for me. And I didn't expect it to be a higher power. I thought it would just be another person. But during that inventory process, I met the higher power of my understanding. And I believe now that there is somebody to listen to our inventory. There's somebody there for all of us. Sponsors are witnesses, and and we let the higher power do the heavy lifting. At least that's what I do now for my sponsees. And it's an amazing, miraculous transforming process. For me, it was like I found that it wasn't the words that I was speaking out loud, it was what was written between the lines because God can read between the lines. He knew it wasn't my father's fault, He knew it wasn't my mother's fault, He wasn't new. The universe knew exactly which blocks to remove and God could hear things that I wasn't saying and I just dropped my will and I allowed myself to just spill the beans on everything and I don't think most of the time throughout my inventory it was a lot about what I was saying, it was what I wasn't saying, it was what was in those spaces and now I'm somebody who has spaces in between my meals. And now I'm somebody who has spaces in my mind. It's not completely driving me crazy, going round and round and round. Where did that desire go? That yearning for food that I've been living with all my life. The higher power got in there and removed it. I'd been living in a perpetual state of longing. I even yearned for recovery and just couldn't get it. But this big blue book had my name written on it. And I chip, chip, chips away are all the extra fluff that I added onto these directions. And somehow, my spirit was set free. And most of the time, when I'm in oneness with my higher power, I'm not restless, I'm not irritable, I'm not discontented, and I certainly don't have a desire to eat compulsively. What a miracle. Thank you, Overy, It's Anonymous. Thank you, Vision for you. God love you, though. Pa. Thank you, Carol
0: G. And Melissa C., your turn. Hi. Good morning. This is Melissa C, a recovered compulsive overeater from New York, and um, thank you so much for your service. Um, you know, it, for me, the the I reached a point where um, there were two choices: either go on to my end to ruin, doing exactly what I'd always been doing, or pick up the directions and um, and be willing to change everything. And so, you know, after I took my inventory. Um, my denial was lifted it was like the lights came on and um, I really saw for the first time the mess that was all around me
5: I had closed my eyes to it and
0: now here it was it was all there and of course I had to get rid of it because um, that's what was blocking me from from the sunlight of the spirit it had to be you know given away I had to get rid of this and you know, for me, the importance that um, I gave it away to somebody that I did my fifth step um, with someone that was clearly recovered. You know, it couldn't
12: be someone
0: um, outside of of working this program who really had a strong spiritual foundation because, you know, I'm such a, a wonderful liar to myself that, um, you know, I could always select the right people to tell me the right things that I wanted to hear at the time, just like I could, you know, surround myself with people who would allow me to um, eat, (laughs) you know, I could choose those kinds of people, or when I wanted to feel a certain level of intelligence, I could choose smarter people to be with, or, you know, whatever it was, but this had to be a true, authentic um, experience, and it couldn't be um, selected for the easier, softer way. And you know, my sponsor, like what was said previously, was just a loving witness. She isn't God. She is not God. She's not my higher power. Um, you know, I've tried to have sponsors before that I thought were my higher power, and um, there then I created another block between me and, and truly what is the only power that exists. And, um, you know, it was so freeing the day that I really um, gave over my my secret. Um, I felt like I had put on new glasses. The world took on an entirely new um view for me and um and, and I felt like at that moment I was I was really
1: recovered and recovering and
0: um you know, it's just a wonderful thing and I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I reached a level of desperation that I knew that there were two alternatives and my higher power was there all along and um I just wanted to live. And this is what it took for me to live. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa. Who else would like to share on this? these two paragraphs? Rabia? Okay, Rabia, go ahead.
7: Oh, I thought Sarah W. was on before me.
0: No, I I was hearing
7: things. She wasn't. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Um, thanks, Katie, for your service, and um, good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Rabia. I'm a compulsive overeater from New York, and um, we do this together. Um, I want to speak to the newcomers on the line and the beginners who are reading through this big book with us for the first time, and... Uh so when I read through this big book for the first time on the line, um, I got a big book guide. Uh, and how I did that, how we all can do that is uh, the last 10 minutes of the next meeting, uh, at 10 minutes to 9, sponsors who are available to take you through the doctor's opinion and to begin reading the big book with you um and the big they'll guide you through the words of this big book and so then when we get to the fourth step it it's a natural pr- process that um before I started writing my fourth step I made a date with my guide uh it was 8 days later than the date I was starting my fourth step and I knew that I was going to be having a long talk with her um, eight days later. And this was a quiet process for me. This was very quiet. I, I really want to say that if you're a newcomer, please know it's okay if you don't feel excited about this. It's okay if you don't feel impassioned about this. It's It's really okay if you just feel quiet and scared and 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 questioning you know are you going to be able to do this we do this together none of us do this by ourselves we do this um we do this with someone who has done this before who guides us through and um and it's a lot of work and it's so worth doing because uh tomorrow we'll be reading the promises of the fifth step and and so each It's so worth doing. We will have freedom from the food, and with that, I pass.
0: Okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask Karen M. to read the next paragraph and comment, and then we will revisit that paragraph tomorrow. Go ahead, Karen M., please.
13: Okay, this is Karen M. We pocket our pride and go to it illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel, um, as we feel, we are on a broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Um, and I think I will just share on that. Uh, doing this uh, fourth step, with, fifth step with my sponsor gave me discretion with um my secrets so in other words i used to tell wrong people important things and then the right people nothing and so it gave me the ability to say this is the the this is the right person to tell and as i went at it and i worked this fourth step and i and i got free i became more of a person of discretion that i knew now I get it. The, there are certain people to tell certain things to, and and they will. And when I do that, I will get these promises. Feel the nearness of my Creator, and feel that um, I don't have to think about food, and um, it it has disappeared, and with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Karen. And I love this paragraph because you know. Um, we can look the world in the eye, and I think that is what the whole purpose of the fifth step is. Is that I, I am unearthing all these things that I held as shame, and remorse, and regret. And no matter how you do it, um, you know I, I had my first fifth step when I was 21 years old, um, and I'm now I'm approaching 55. So you know that was quite a long time ago, and you know, I don't have 34 years of recovery because that, you know, I'm not blaming that fifth step, but I wasn't ready to be completely thorough. So, you know, there there is no perfect way to do this, but I do know that um, I keep peeling away at the onion and <clears throat> getting to the root of what is going on in my life. And, you know, that process gets easier because it's a natural thing. Instead of, you know, what Karen just shared as as, you know, me sharing – you know, secrets with the grocery clerk and then, you know, my husband, I don't want to tell him what's going on in my head. You know, it's the opposite now. Um, I have a network of people that I share with and, and you know, it's a, it takes a village. And we, um, you know, sometimes I have to say, should I talk to someone about this? Should I tell them what happened or should I not tell them what happened? You know, because sometimes, I, you know, I just want to unload on other people so that they'll feel bad. And, you know, that's not what this is about. Um, So that's why we're so careful who we share our stuff with. You know, I don't don't tell my mom that she hurt my feelings a thousand times. She didn't, but I'm just making that up. You know, so that I can uh, get that off my chest and then she feels bad for doing the best she could. You know, this is not what we do. And so this is a lot about following directions putting away my pride, putting away my ideas and thinking I know how to do everything because, you know, my best idea got me wanting to drive off the road. So once I accept that, accept step one and realize I need help, I need help on every single step of the way and, you know, I'm going to load all this stuff to this sponsor that I have picked and it's, it's not over just because, you do your fifth step. Yes, we do admit a lot of things that we've never done before, but more is constantly revealed. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here every day. Otherwise, these other people that have years and years of recovery, we wouldn't have to keep coming back if there wasn't more to learn and more ways to learn um, you know, from our higher power. So um, with that, we're at the end of the meeting. And we will revisit this paragraph tomorrow, and thank you to everyone who has shared. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and will Devorah ask,
2: please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi. Good morning. It's here. Here I
5: am. Hi. Good morning. It's Devorah S. from New Jersey, Recovered. Thank God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.